When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the latest buzz on pets from around the corner, down the block, and across the world with award-winning journalist, author, speaker, educator, and host, Arden Moore. Arden has twice been named by Oprah Winfrey as one of her top three pet hosts. And just this past year, the Cat Writers Association awarded Arden the coveted President's Award, given exclusively to the best of the best. Arden is driven to live her motto, bringing out the best in pets and their people. So snuggle up with your favorite fur baby because it's time for another episode of Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. What's up, pet pals? Welcome to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I believe that every dog has a superpower. The trick is discovering it and encouraging it. Now, our first guest is an elementary school music teacher from New Jersey. He just happens to be also the pet daddy to a superhero of a dog named Cole. Please welcome to our show, Chris, Hannah, and his canine, Cole the Deaf Dog. I love to have to make it sound like a superhero tone. Welcome to the show, Chris. Thank you very much for having us. And for you lucky YouTubers, Chris is, yes, sign language in his dog, Cole. You know, this is no ordinary dog, Pet Pals. Cole is has won the title of the 2022 American Humane Hero Therapy Dog. It's a competition that drew more than one million votes. He has more than 90,000 Facebook followers. And he's the poster dog for Cole, the Deaf Dog and Friends Foundation. We got to get right in here, Chris. I mean, you're a busy dude as a music teacher. And go ahead and do a shout out to your school. Yeah, um, a shout out to my all my Many's marvelous friends at Dr. Many's uh, Elementary School in Vineland, New Jersey. All right, that's cool. Now let's let's go back in time. Uh, I think it was uh, you said April of 2017. Something big happened to you. What happened? Um, I walked into the South Jersey Regional Animal Shelter, and uh, I went there specifically to meet something um, that really drew my attention. This little white, uh, dangly legs, giant eared American bulldog pit bull mix. Um, but he had the word special needs listed under his name on the uh, shelter's website. And it just so happened that he was born deaf. And, uh, I literally made an appointment immediately. Uh, I was on my lunch break at school, called in a favor for somebody I know at the shelter. And I'm like, I have to meet this dog immediately because I have a deaf nephew and my nephew and, and I Kevin, are, right? yep, Kevin, um, and I are very close. Uh, Kevin has always been a, a very special kid to me, um, not just as his uncle, but as a human, because he's such a, an amazingly compassionate and persevering child. Uh, Kevin is now 15 and in high school. Um, he's not my little guy anymore. He's a little man. 
Um, yeah, he is a man. But uh, he was the reason that I opened up my heart to Harry Potter, uh, was his name. And uh, we, uh, we went and met each other for the first time. And then the rest was history. Describe Cole to everybody out there that isn't the YouTuber. He, Cole's beautiful. I love the little spots on the ears. He is all white with underneath of his, his undercoat is a boatload of uh, black freckles. Um, but he doesn't have very many freckles. He has two little black spots on the back of his neck that I tell the kids at, at school that uh, that's where I charge his, his chargers up at night. That's where his battery gets charged. Yeah. So, um, but he's, he really is. He's got the eyes of an angel. He really, uh, he just, he's a very expressive dog with his, his face. Um, well, one thing I really like is that. on the site and everybody's going to go to ColeTheDeafDog.com. You have three words and I want you to talk about that acceptance, advocacy and inclusion. What do you mean? So I originated this program out of um, what I found to be a need of a different way to teach inclusion of not just special needs kids, but animals or really just general differences. As an educator, I've taught hundreds and hundreds of special education children. Um, I teach music K through five. So I'm blessed enough to see the entire school population and have for, this is my 22nd school year. Oh my gosh, um, you do look too young to be a teacher of 22 years. <laughs> well, thank you. So I, I wanted to find a way, um, my nephew, Kevin, who I was speaking of earlier, had an older sister, Molly, who was born with Down syndrome. And Molly had a way about her of just anyone that she ever met instantly fell in love with her because she was amazingly honest and just remarkably special in her her way of portraying who she was. Um, Mo Molly passed away when she was just 12 years old, a little shy of her 13th birthday. And I wanted to find a way to kind of... Um, inspire children like her or inspire the world to understand children like her and her brother or inspire the children like the hundreds and hundreds that I have taught and I have met over my career. Um, and that's kind of how this whole concept came about. Um, the day after I had met Harry Potter at the shelter because he wasn't even cold yet. I had gone to, uh, it was fake. My, I mean, the dog's name's Harry Potter. Come on. Yeah. So <laughs> I, uh, I came back the next day and I changed my screensaver on my sparkboard to photos of, uh, Harry Potter and I, and the kids are, I'm very transparent with my students about things in my life. I try to, you know, I'm a human being. I shop at Walmart and target like everybody else. So I wanted to uh, show them pictures of the puppy. And when I did, all of a sudden, they started asking these questions about what does special needs mean? What does deafness mean? And it just turned into like conversation after conversation with these kids. And they, they were literally like opening up their hearts in kind of a magical way about acceptance. And I didn't even know it. And I realized I'm like, I didn't even brought this puppy home yet. He was still at the shelter because he had to get neutered. And I'm like, this dog is literally impacting my students immediately. So um, fast forward about six days and I asked my principal, I said, my puppy's ready to come home. And by then the whole school knew about him. I said the puppy's ready to come home. My students actually named him because we had a school-wide vote 
on. Um, so how did you on, get the name Cole? Cole is from uh, a movie called Mr. Holland's Opus, which is about okay. a music teacher. And the music teacher uh, was born with a deaf, had a deaf son that was um, named Cole after John Coltrane. So it was kind of like a, a perfect fit. So when I explained yes. that story to the students, uh, we did a whole Google vote for him. And it was very, very unanimous. And it's funny because I actually just last night at a program that I was doing, saw one of my former students who's now in high school, but was there when one of the classes um, that had named Harry Potter and she still brags about, you know, she was part of the class that, that named him. So uh, it was just really, really special the way that they they kind of rallied around this little puppy. So I asked my boss, I said, can I please leave school like 15, 20 minutes early. I get to the shelter before they close at four. And she said, absolutely under one condition that you stop here with the puppy before you go home. So this was literally, literally the first place that Harry Potter or Cole had ever come was (laughs) at my school. So I knew there was going to be a, uh, a work, a, a job ahead for this dog. So maybe a couple weeks later, the shelter that Cole came from actually did an assembly program here at my school and they asked if I would speak with Cole. So I brought the puppy into school around all the kids. Um, and I was watching the, the photos of and videos that some of the teachers had taken and I'm watching his body language. I'm watching the student's body language. And he was so hyper-focused on me as a five and a half month old puppy that he was not phased by the 700 people staring at him. And then- well. We gave them all the chance to pet him, and he just reveled in his comfort and body language. And I knew then and there the path was going to start to training him to become a therapy dog. And then it just kind of has spiraled from there. We're going to find out how Cole, the deaf dog, became Cole's superhero dog after we take this break. So you all know the drill. Sit and stay. We'll be right back. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us this week. We appreciate it. And uh, while I got you, do you think you could a uh, little belly scratch? Oh, oh, yeah, that's it. This is Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. And now you never have to miss not even one second of any episode. Why? We're on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. (laughs) Bringing out the best in pets and their people, this is Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. Welcome back to the Four-Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We're talking with uh, Chris Hanna. He's a music teacher at an elementary school in New Jersey, and he's got a super guy with him, and that is Cole the Deaf Dog. And you have taught Cole sign language. This dog has gone to therapy training, right? So let's leap into that. How did you, you've got a good connection with this dog who's showing you that a disability isn't really a drawback, right? Yeah, he literally showed me from the first moment we started training that um, the disability is not, the lack of hearing is not going to hold him back. That's something I learned from my nephew about 
just because his his ears don't work the same as someone else's it didn't stop him from doing the things that he loves um i noticed the exact same type of mindset with this little puppy um and we began our journey of learning um sign language american sign language is difficult for a puppy to learn so we don't necessarily start with american sign language true american sign language it was more hand signals that became universal and consistent and then from that point as he got about a year old we started transitioning everything into actual sign language because we had the goal of cole working with deaf education kids um you do have i saw on your facebook page you thank goodness it's only four letters, but can you demonstrate signing his name and asking him to speak? Can you do sure. that right now? Cole is going to watch his daddy, Chris, Cole. sign his name. Talk to me. I know you're sitting halfway on my lap and half falling off the chair. Cole, speak to me. Talk to daddy. Talk to me. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Cole. I mean, that was pretty good. I think it's it's fitting and perfect that a music teacher has a deaf dog. Come on. I think it's honestly, we would not have the success with students or with schools or with the program in general if it was any other way. Because there is it, it makes it that whole concept of a disability is not an inability. Yes, it's specifically for Cole's case about hearing. But our, our program is much broader based about disability awareness. Yes. But it strengthens the concept of a disability is not an inability because he does work in a music room of all places. Yes. So it inspires the children, not just musically, but it inspires them with empathy and compassion. Or as we like to say, the, the acceptance, the adv- advocacy and inclusion. So how did he go from a, this cool, fast-growing dog to wearing a cape, superhero? So uh, Cole, when I adopted <laughs> him, Move over, he, we have Cole on. <laughs> he he kind of was the uh, the super pet before super pets was super pets. Um, there you go. So it, it's kind of a funny story. The shelter we adopted him from every year did a dog of the year contest, and it was ten dogs that were adopted throughout the year. The dog that raised the most money was deemed the, the SJRAS dog of the year. And they asked okay. the day we adopted him. They never really had a special needs dog as part of it because they have trouble adopting special needs dogs. So when they uh, when they um, asked me to do it, I was like, absolutely, I would love to. So we just kind of started getting creative about ways to raise money. And I was talking with my students one day and I had this idea because I had bought my nephew a book uh, right before I adopted Cole. And it's called El Defo. And it's about a a little girl who loses her hearing when she was very young. And then she turns it into kind of a a superpower. And she, she wears these magical machines on her ears. And it's just, it was a very inspirational book to my nephew. And I remember the day I gave it to him and he read the book and in, a, in one afternoon and, he, you know, a nine-year-old to read that big of a book was pretty incredible. So I said to my students, I would like to write a book or a comic book or something about my deaf nephew and my deaf dog as superheroes. And one kid like raised their hand and said, I have an idea. And then another kid raised their hand and said, I have an idea. And I stopped back and said, whoa, 
I have, I have an idea. Tell me what you think. We actually worked with about 200 students over two week period to create the adventures of Captain Cochlear and Maestro Mutt, which is, minute, they so call me slowly, Maestro. Captain, Captain Cochlear, what? Cochlear okay. for the, the yep. hearing aids. And my students at school call me Maestro. Maestro. So, uh, Maestro Mutt is Cole's superhero name for the comic book. So we worked together and then I reached out to a local publishing company um, that does printing and I asked them if they would donate some copies and they did. And we sold like a thousand copies of this comic book to raise money for the shelter. Good. We were able to raise several thousand dollars with, um, with these comic books, but the comic book literally spiraled everything about this program in motion because the local newspaper did an article. We were on the cover of the newspaper. Next thing you know, USA Today and, and U.S. News and World Reports picks it up. Um, and it's we're, we're Googling ourselves and wearing newspapers all over the country. And I'm like, this is crazy. But then there was one school that, and not far from us that reached out and they reached out to the reporter because they had a little boy that was just like my nephew and he'd just gotten cochlear implants and he felt very different about himself. And they, he needed that boost of a superhero. We had never done a school program. We had never wow. considered doing a school program. We went and spoke at the school. We walked in and the whole vestibule was decorated with photos of coal. We walked into the all purpose room where the children were and they were wearing cold t-shirts that they had printed and made. Are you kidding me? Oh, nice. And the little boy's family was there. And to see the change of visual, like literally watching the visual change in that boy, you can, you can almost like, he was railing in the confidence. And it was like an aura about him was just, he was becoming himself again. You can literally watch it happening. We spent the day at the school and then my wife and I sat back and we got in the car and we kind of decompressed in the parking lot for a couple of minutes. And I said, <laughs> we looked at each other and said, we have something here. This is different. Yes, you do. And as well, an educator, it was reaching in yes. a different kind of level. We have a, about a minute left, which bums me out because I definitely want to have you back. But you help veterans. Cole knows how to bowl. That's hilarious. I want to know how people can find out more about you and Cole. And he is, un, here's my pun, he's unbelievable. <laughs> They're very cool. <laughs> he is, uh, we have all the social media, YouTube, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, at Cole the Deaf Dog with TikTok, uh, with uh, the handle of Deaf Cole. And then our biggest one to link everything is uh, ColeTheDeafDog.com. And you can find all of our television appearances on there. And, and our biography and our mission statements. And you also have a foundation now. Yes, we started a year ago. We started the Cold of Death Dog and Friends Foundation to help promote our message in as many communities as possible. We spend our entire summer, since we're off as teachers, touring and touring the tri-state area with summer camps and special education and special services schools, veterans' homes, and just a, we call it the kindness tour and just to like promote, promote our message. Hey, everybody. I am honored to have on our show today, Chris Hanna and Cole, the deaf dog. When we come back from the break, we're going to learn about therapy pets in general from Annie Peters. And she is the president of Pet Partners. So sit, stay. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life Show. Were you hanging out right here while we were gone waiting for us to get back? <laughs> yeah, you know how long that was in dog years, right? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Four-Legged Life Show. Now, I'm your host, Arden Moore. The first part of the show, we discovered the amazing talents of Cole, the deaf dog. Now, for this part of the show, we're going to widen our scope. And we're going to learn about the possum world of therapy pets. And here to discuss that is the president of Pet Partners. Please give pause and applause to Annie Peters. Welcome to the show, Annie. Thank you, Arden. It's really delightful to be here. (laughs) Well, you know, we want people to know a little bit about you and about Pet Partners. And I'm just going to do it right now. I have a therapy dog. I have a therapy cat. Other pets may also be therapy if they're trained properly, correct? Yes, absolutely. Pet Partners registers the largest number of species variety compared wow. to any other therapy animal organization. We actually registered nine. Oh, and then when I'm on the spot, this is what it's hard to remember all nine oh, of them. Okay. Let's see. Okay. Well, I don't need to sampling. rattle them off just yet. Yeah. Well, give us a sample. You don't have to go all nine. That's that's a lot of pressure. Uh, Of course, dogs are our most popular. Cats, um, a lot of mini horses, though we do have a few full-size horses. Llamas, guinea pigs, rabbits are sort of pocket pets, very popular being read to by um, children in schools. That's Pigs, rats, and birds. We have some beautiful birds in our program. Wow. So the horses would be naysayers? Uh, (laughs) I had to get up earlier in the morning to be on your show. (laughs) But I like that because each species might have some uh, different uh, superpower, right? And years ago, I had a guinea pig named Fido. And uh, every time my dad tried to break his diet and go into the refrigerator, we would hear, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, Fido would rat on my father. But I love that. I mean, what do you think about what does when you're talking about pet partners, tell us a little bit, because I know years ago it was founded by a couple of veterinarians, I think, or gentlemen, and it was called the Delta Society. So pet partners has actually been around a long time. It has. Your knowledge is impeccable. So the organization was started in the late 70s by uh, three men, two veterinarians and one of the gentlemen, uh, Dr. Bill McCulloch, who is still living, his brother, Michael, who was a psychiatrist. And wow. They founded it on what they saw in their professional practice, the belief that animals made us not just happier, but also healthier. But there was really, I would say, no body of research to speak of that actually supported what they had witnessed in practice. And that was the beginning of Delta Society. And the Delta was based on the One Health model, so the triangle of people and animals and the environment. Over time, the Pet Partners or Delta Society's Therapy Animal Program came online. It bore the name Pet Partners, became widely known and really kind of outclipsed and was easier to understand than Delta Society. So in 2012, the organization changed the name from Delta Society to Pet Partners. Wow. Well, thank you for that. Now, you've been on board as the president for how long? Um, eight and a half years. Best eight and a half years of my professional life. And... Before that, you were a short order cook, or what did you do? (laughs) Well, a long time ago, I started out my career in manufacturing management, believe it or not. 
and okay. through volunteer work, got into the world of nonprofits. I was about 29 or 30, and this was before Facebook. It was harder to keep in touch with folks. But all my friends from college were saying, I want to get in a nonprofit. How did you do it? Um, and it was through volunteer opportunity. Nice. So I've had a, a very nice career in nonprofit. It actually does matter to me that I get up every day and believe that I'm making the world a better place. And I've been very grateful for my experiences, most of all, my tenure at Pet Partners. And you also have a four-legger that keeps you smiling every day. And I know your dog is listening. For all you on YouTube uh, subscribers, thank you. Maybe she can pan down and show her favorite four-legger. Who, who is this special one? Let's see. Oh, can I get her in the light there? there got her. There we wakey, go. Wakey. <laughs> all right, tell us about your dog. <laughs> so that's Gidget. She's a rescue. She was picked up off of the streets of Arkansas. Um, uh, made her way to New York and then to me in the Pacific Northwest. And wow, Gidget's a great um, talking point to talk about therapy animals in the sense of what's right for the animal. Because okay. on one level, Gidget would make an excellent therapy animal. She not only loves a belly rub, but she wants eye contact. She'll seek it out, right? Some animals, it's very, it can be threatening to them or anxiety producing. They'll look away, Good they'll point. avert their eyes. She's like, rub my belly, but most of gaze into my eyes, look into my eyes. So, and it most affectionate. Like yeah. <laughs> well, and feed me, right? Let's be honest, feed yeah. me. Um, but she's the most affectionate dog they've ever had. On the other hand, if she's in the kitchen and the ice cube falls out of the freezer, she would avoid the kitchen for a couple of days if she had the opportunity oh. to do so. So she's okay. very timid in that respect. And while we've worked to desensitize her, to make her comfortable in her environment, it would be unfair just because I'd like to be a therapy animal handler to put her constantly into new situations where it would create anxiety for her. So and that's I like that because that that brings up a good point. You may want to be involved with therapy programs. And as I've explained, I've had five pets be therapy, certified therapy pets, but I also had a number of pets. I'm like, mm, I don't think so. And that's okay. It's just like the soccer mom or the baseball yeah. dad. You, you, you can't always have a pet forced into something. And can you talk about that? Because I think one of the um, hallmarks of your pet partner program is there's certain criteria, but you're in it to make sure it is something that both the pet and the pet parent feel at home doing, right? Absolutely. So, and it's hard, I think, for us to sometimes be the judge of our own pet's um, yeah. temperament and comfort level if it's something we want very badly, right? We would very much like to volunteer in this capacity. But we're really looking for animals that are at ease in new situations, love meeting new people, the kind of animal that kind of walks in the room and says, hey, I'm here, let's get this party started, as opposed that's to one that's just like, yeah, Pet Safety Cat Casey has never met a stranger or a strange place. He is yeah. just, hey. <laughs> well, and it, it, that's amazing, right? And it does take a very special cat, right? It's easier to find a dog that is willing to be the life of the party than it is to be a cat. But the cats are so valued in our program, especially, I would say, in nursing homes and assisted living facilities, because not everyone's a dog person, right? We have our yeah. cat lovers as well. So having an animal that just truly is comfortable in their role is where it, it, it starts for safety and for the animal's well-being. 
I like so that. So at Pep Partners, in order to become a registered team, you go through a role play scenario and evaluation with one of our trained volunteers. And what we're looking for is we're looking for the relationship between you and your animal. Are you a team? Is the animal comfortable? And do they look to you for their cues? Because on any visit, something can happen, right? There can be yes. something in a hospital, a loud noise or an, um, a new scenario that might startle the animal. Well, what happens in that situation? Does the animal freak out? Or does the animal look up at you hard and go, yeah, mom, what was that? And you can give a reassuring, it's okay. That? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you can just reassure. You can say, it's okay, Kona. Mom heard it. We're good. And Kona says, mom heard it. We're good. Let's go. So I like we're that. We're looking because, for that relationship. Uh, it's sort of what uh, dovetails into my role as fear-free pet certified professional. Mm -hmm. If you sound scared or baby talk or apologize, that that is being transferred to the end of the leash and the dog's like, oh, maybe I should be nervous. So I always encourage people to say things with confidence. Hey, I got gotcha. you. I'm here. And I like that. Everyone, we're speaking with Annie Peters. She's the top dog at uh, Pet Partners. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about some things that are cooking at Pet Partners that you can get involved in. So everybody just sit and stay. We'll be right back. This is Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. Have you missed any of today's episode? <laughs> Stop chasing your tail. We post full-length versions of all our guest interviews on our website, fourleggedlife.com. Everybody. Welcome back to the Four-Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I am digging having our special guest, Annie Peters of Pet Partners on our show, learning a lot about what it takes to be a good therapy team. I wanted to ask you, you mentioned that cats are pretty good at nursing homes, senior centers. Casey's a hit at uh, a memory care center here in our area, comes in in a pet stroller, wearing a cowboy hat, walks on a leash and does all these silly tricks. But what is it about smaller animals that maybe is their advantage as a therapy pet? Well, so much of it, I think, is a connection to your past, right? What animal and what pets did you have in your household? I mean, imagine living independently your entire life. Cats were so important to you, part of your home, and you're essential to your well-being. And now you're spending the last few months or years of your life um, in a different residential setting. Good point. And you, you don't have you don't have the chance to, to spend time with a cat. Absolutely incredible, meaningful to have cats visit as well as our, our dogs. I like that. I like that. Now, you've got something cooking. What's going on with Pet Partners? You've got some big event. Can you talk to us about that? We do. We've got our second annual Pet of the Year event. It's a uh, fundraising competition for individuals and their animals who are just so proud of their pets and I want to share the word about how amazing their pet is and to help out pet partners and to help more therapy animals do good work in their community. We have 85 pets who are vying for the title right now. Wow. And, wow. Uh, some of the individuals um, will recruit other people. They'll form like a campaign team and a fundraising team to help them. Some of them go it alone. They uh, tap out their, their contacts and reach out to people who know them and who know their 
pet and who might also appreciate the important work that therapy animals do in their community. So it's a lot of fun. Dogs? Are they mostly dogs or do you have any others, other species? We have a variety of species. So we have a lot of dogs, but we do have some cats and we have many of the candidates are therapy animal pet partner handlers. So we've got some of our birds and rabbit teams that are participating as well. But we do have some um, less traditional pets, let's say, Uh-oh. who aren't registered Uh-oh. with pet partners. So we do have a bearded dragon. And we have a python who are competing for the title this year. Does the python have the song playing, I Got a Crush on You? I hope not. (laughs) You're quick. (laughs) But so how does does somebody apply? Who picks the winners? And when will they be announced? Yeah, great. All good questions. So you can self-nominate your pet or someone else can nominate your pet. Uh, The candidates have already uh, started with their fundraising. It's a six-weeks fundraising competition. They started on February 1st. Um, Towards the end of the six-week fundraising period, uh, the leaderboard, as we say, goes dark. So you don't really know up until the very end who the winner is going to be. But the winner will be announced in mid-March. We'll do a Facebook Live and have some fun with that as well. Um, They also get a great prize package, everything from a little stuffed animal, from cuddle clones, um, to uh, 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 prestige, visibility for their pet, and uh, training cards, and all sorts of fun prizes that uh, will go along with the title. How do people apply? And tell your website, too, because we will put it on our site, but it always helps for people that are listening to our radio show now driving. Give them something for, good for their ears. Sure. Easy peasy. www.petpartners.org. Got to make sure you get the .org right so that you come to us and not um, a for-profit organization that may have the same name. So petpartners.org. All over there, you'll find an opportunity. You can use the Contact Us form. You can still jump in if you want to nominate your pet. You won't have as long to fundraise, but everybody's welcome. So let us know, or you can go ahead and let us know you'd like to participate next year. Now, earlier in, uh, I think, the fall, Pet Partners put on the world's longest dog walk. Is that right? Because I had a couple of your folks on my show. I got a shirt and my dog, Kona, who's sleeping right here. Wakey, wakey, Kona. Um, We did the walk and we loved it. So you do have other events during the year, right? That's great. And you're close. It's the world's largest pet walk because you can walk anywhere in the world. So we've had people participating in South America and Australia So no matter where you are, you and your pet can sign up, register, get your T-shirt. We do have one day, the last Saturday in uh, September, when many people walk. But if that doesn't work your schedule, you can pick another day. It's great for Yeah, sure. It's great for companies, especially in this work from home environment, um, where they have dispersed, geographically dispersed employees. But they're looking Mm -hmm. for some kind of an employee engagement activity that everyone can rally around. Now, there's many things that Pet Partners does, and, and I salute you for all of them. What I wanted to dive in uh, before the end of the show is, is talking about what's this Animal Assisted Crisis Response Program. I said it right, yes. didn't I? You okay. did say it right. So <laughs> the shorthand of AACR. So many of our teams go on to earn an additional credential, which means the handler has taken more education with us beyond the what's required to become a registered therapy animal team. And these teams are available to be deployed in their community 
when there's either a natural disaster, it could be after a hurricane or a tornado or mudslide or tragically a man-made. We've had three days of an ice storm. Ice storm in Dallas. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah, crazy, isn't it? And unfortunately, those kind of natural disasters happen all too often. But the other part of where these teams are making a difference are in what let's call them man-made crisis situations. So after um, a school shooting and the children are returning to school, they will often request to have therapy animal teams on site to make it a more welcoming environment for the children to come back, but also so that the animals can spend time with school counselors, psychologists, or social workers and have an animal there to help them process their feelings. The power of the paw, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Our program's a little unique in that we call it Neighbors Helping Neighbors. So we don't believe it's in the animal's best interest to put them on a plane and fly them across country to somewhere where there's been a crisis. So one of the many attributes of uh, Pet Partners is that we have teams all around the United States. And we are looking, if we're called on, someone contacts us, they want teams to come out either after the disaster or um, sometimes it's a hospital. If a hospital has been besieged uh, by uh, patients after a mass shooting or fatalities, we'll come into the hospital as well. You're there serving your own community. So it's very important with an organization like Pet Partners being nationwide that we have that kind of breadth of reach. So you and your animal are helping someone locally and it's not additional stress for the animal. Well, having two therapy pets, I definitely want to look into that because I know Kona, my terrier mix is bulletproof. And so is my cat, Casey. And I'm not wishing for bad things to happen in my neighborhood. But, you know, there's something about our pets, right, Annie, that we're just tapping into all the healing powers emotionally and physically. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think all of us who, you know, I'm an extrovert living alone. So having gone through COVID, working from home, living alone, if it weren't for Gidget, I don't know what I would have done. So I could never begin to repay her for all the joy and comfort that she's brought to me in my life. And I'm so grateful. So we've got just about 30 seconds left. What's a parting message you want to give to people tuning in? Or what's something surprising they may not know about Pet Partners? And everybody go to PetPartners.org after the show. I would say if you have time to give back to your community, to volunteer, and you have a pet that you think is suited um, for this kind of volunteer work as well, check out PetPartners.org. Because anyone who's done this kind of volunteer work or um, other volunteer work with their pet, whether it's search and rescue or agility work, this will deepen the bond that you have with your animal in a way that maybe you haven't anticipated. So that's maybe the surprise um, beneath all of this. There's a benefit to you as a handler as well, in addition to helping your community. I I totally agree. Hey, everybody, let's give pause and applause to Annie Peters of Pet Partners. And I also want to thank my other guest earlier today, and that is Chris Hanna, the music teacher who has Cole, the deaf dog who's also in therapy. So it's great. We're getting more different types of animals, bringing different skills to make us better humans. Right, Annie? Absolutely. Arden. 
I can't believe the show's almost, it's up, it's done. So at this time, um, I also want to do a shout out to our sponsor, Tevra, the makers of great pet products. Hey, all you radio stations, thank you. Thank you for airing our show. We keep growing in numbers. We appreciate that. And most of all, I appreciate you, Pet Pals, for tuning in. So until next time, this is Arden Moore having a message for all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Pause up. Thanks for listening to this episode of Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. For more information about the host, to listen to past programs, and watch full-length video versions of our guest interviews, our website is fourleggedlife.com. That's fourleggedlife.com. And have a pawsome week.